Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. Take all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. You may be seated. I want to dwell a little bit more on what we started last Sunday. I thought I would go somewhere else. But I believe strongly that God will still want us to consider this. And even that song is a confirmation. Remember the passage is from Exodus chapter 33 and we read from verse 12. Praise the Lord. Yes. And of course, we consider two main areas. Verse 13, where he say, where Moses was saying to God, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you. And that I may find grace in your sight. And then we considered verse 18. And he said, please show me your glory. So I want to take it from verse 18 today. And he said, please show me your glory. Then God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face. For no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be when my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Let me read into chapter 34. And the Lord said to Moses, cut two tablets of stones like the first ones, and I will write on these tablets the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. So be ready in the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present yourself to me there on top of the mountain and no man shall come up with you and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flocks nor herds feed before the mountain. I'll stop there. Praise the Lord. I say praise Jesus. Amen. I mean, intrigued by what happened here. 
and it's been on my mind for a while. Why Moses will ask, show me your glory? Like we said last Sunday, the end of all things here is his glory. As a matter of fact, I wrote in the margin of my note, and I say, help me, Lord, never to forget that his glory is everything. Then I will be reminded, thinking that way, of the admonition of Paul, where he will say, let nothing be done according to what? Vain glory. So really, if it's not God's glory, it's some other glory. There is no in-between. And I realize that God is calling our attention back to his glory. I found this very, very comforting and instructive. Quick reminder, they were coming from a bad place. God, come on, I've been so tolerant with these people. Us, the church in the wilderness. But we kept on provoking him. And this last one was so bad that we actually took all our love and our allegiance and everything and turned it to an image. It was so bad that a number of people were killed. And that, of course, made it difficult for fellowship to continue. The relationship was not disturbed. But once fellowship is broken, it looks like there's no more relationship. And that's where when fellowship is broken and it's not mended, relationship is jeopardized. And that's why all through the Bible, it's relationship and, of course, how to sustain it. One strong word is forgiveness. Another strong word is repentance. They are all to bridge broken relationships and to heal them. But at this time, it was so bad that God thought, I'll let them go. After all, Moses himself is a descendant of Abraham. I will raise some other people through Moses. And I will still be within the framework of the covenant. But no. The most merciful. Wow. Am I feeling the fire so much? The most faithful. The ones whose mercies are new every morning. So no matter how terrible it was when you went to bed, that's the golden opportunity, brand new for you today. God will take you up again and it can take you to whatever height in spite of yesterday. He initiated the next move still. You've hung here for too long. Come on, Moses, take the people which you brought out and proceed to the 
promised land where I have already covenanted with your fathers to give you. Come on, go. But this one thing I'll do, I will not come in your midst. I'm just recapping quickly. And how did this come to be? When God will appear in the sky, when his presence will be obvious, or even before then, when Moses will know that, look, we are in bad shape, and will remember that, look, we can't allow God the way we are. He will take his tent and walk away from the people. Just walk some distance away, and he will pitch his tent, and the glory of God will follow him. I'm talking to somebody here today. That God will open your understanding. And from today, anywhere you go, the glory of God will announce your arrival. In the name of Jesus. Do you know that the scripture says no one lights up a candle and hides it? If God does not hide you, nothing can hide you. But you see, God has so much to still do with you. But he would like you to understand that the end of everything is his glory. And if I understand that at the start of every pursuit, I will remember his glory. So that was the way he defeated it. So when the cloud will move and rest on the tent of Moses, every man in the congregation of Israel will stand up and come right to the door of their tent. And attention, looking. He used to be in our midst. He's left us. But he's not gone. It was in that cloud that he would speak face to face with Moses. And that was where this dialogue happened. And then Moses now started this beautiful part of this Bible that in my life will never be raised again. Or will never be forgotten. Not that it, could, it can be raised. It says, see, you often tell me that I have favor with you. You often tell me that you love me. That I found grace with you. And now you're telling me to lead your people, not the people, not my people, your people, to the promised land and you are promising that honest that land flows with milk and honey you are even promising that you will drive out all the inhabitants fight the battle and yet you said I will not go in your midst so he said now you are telling me to go but you have not told me who will go with me it's not so much what I can do I'll be a fool to think that is my intellect I'll be foolish to think that is my strength for my power, rather. It is by your spirit, and you know it. 
You have told me that you will come with me. And when he got there, he paused and he said, you know what, God, if I found favor with you, show me your ways. The ways that will lead to your glory, show me your ways. And of course, you remember the story, God answered him immediately and I mean, he said, okay, you know what? I'll come with you. My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. Can I pronounce and declare rest for somebody here today? In the name of Jesus. Even like the prophetic word that came when she was leading the promise. Rest. In the name of Jesus. I, I say it again. Rest. In the name of Jesus. But you, you'll have thought that would have been enough for Moses. No. Uh, now that I'm in a fellowship and I have, I, I have his full attention and we are in a dialogue. Let me go. And Moses continued. So he asked, show me your glory. I take it from there. You'll have thought God would hesitate. Not for one second. I will make all my goodness pass before you. I tried to read from the strong last Sunday, talking about all his goodness. Beautiful. Abundance of the field, inner joy, divine dignity. Come on. All that God is, all that God has. Said, I make available to you absolute liberty in the spirit, dominion on earth, all. Then he said, I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. That I'm talking of God's response. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. Can I make a comment here quickly? Somebody was commenting on this. He said, in his presence there is no limitation. You know what he saw? He could see the days of Jesus. He could see God face to face. But that time had not been. So he was actually making a demand into the future. As it were. He said, really? See what God said. I will make all of my goodness. I will give you access to my entire assets. <laughs> future. He said, but you see, there is a place near me where you stand on the rock. Then, let me read it directly. Yes, I will make all my goodness pass before you, number one. 
I will proclaim the name of the Lord number two. Hallelujah. I'll be gracious to my will, number three. But see, two and three both combine to define the covenant. So let me put it this way. I will make all of my goodness to pass before you, and I will invoke my covenant. And that explains why I will say, I will be gracious. He's not talking about covenant love. He's not talking about his mercies that I knew every morning. It's talking about his message that will never come to an end. So I'm going to deal with you in a covenant way. You see, I got into covenant with your forefathers, but they didn't know me as the covenant God. They knew me as the grace of fire. They knew me as the almighty. They didn't know me as Jehovah. I will proclaim, I will invoke my covenant. This is, but you cannot see me. No man shall see me and leave. And he said, here is a place by me. Some version says, near me. And you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be with my glory. Now, just quickly, let me say something here quickly. I'll make all of my goodness pass before you. And I said, I'll wear my glory. So his glory is all of his goodness within the context of the covenant. Why should I struggle with him when it comes to his glory? Because when it comes to his glory, I have access to everything he has. Remember Jesus was talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit? See, and when he comes, you know, he will take from me what is mine and reveal it to you. You see, everything that the Father has is mine. You talk of covenant. And that's why I say, see, 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 that same access that I have will be extended to you. But you see, there's a place, there's a position. But before I deal with that, let me just finish the one I started. He said, that I will pass through, I'll make all my goodness pass through, hide you in. First day you stand on the rock. Then he said, I will hide you in the rock. At that time, I will pass. I won't just leave you standing. I will hide you in the rock. You'll be standing and yet hidden in the rock. Then my, all of my goodness will pass. I will cover you with my hand so you'll see my back. How? The similitude of a man. God like a man on earth? Come on, you know the answer. Jesus. But the time had not been. That's why he will die. So how, when it comes to his glory, ah, it's only imputed and shared with those with whom he has a covenant. And it's not enough For you to have this vague idea that it is with those, you have to know it for yourself because then it will provoke your expectations in the relationship. The just shall live by faith. Show me your glory. And so it shall be 
verse 22. While my glory passes, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back. The back of an elephant. The back of a dog. The back of a man. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Now, a lot of things happened here. I'm going to quickly run through it so I can begin to wind down. So God said it and God did it. But before then, let me stress something here. How did um, Moses, how did he effect this big exploit? He asked. Is somebody hearing me? He understood where he was. So he asked. Can I ask a question? What if he never asked? What in that dialogue where God was saying, this is what I want to do, God provided everything. He says, look, I will go before you, but I won't go in the midst of you. You are still taking of because if I go in the midst of you, I will just sniff you out. Hey, 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 hey. So there is something, there's a difference, even in the Old Testament, between going before and going in the midst of. And he said, I'm prepared for you. The land is, I will clear all opposition. The land will be productive, the type you have never seen in your life. <laughs> All this didn't impress Moses, I'm sorry. Like his presence. What will you trade for his presence? He says, sir, if you're not going with us, leave us here. I would rather the wilderness with you than the bright lights and the palace without you. He knew something. Everything created has his glory. Because even the creator has his glory. But like everything created, every glory of everything created will wane. But his glory will never wane. You know, I was looking, thinking of this, and one writer wrote, he said, when we give God the glory, he said, do you think you are adding anything to God? Can anybody expand his glory? Can anybody make his glory taller? So when we say give God the glory, we're saying recognize and give honor to his glory. So you can see what Moses saw. You are the creator talking to me face to face, a creature. This is beautiful. Can you show me your glory? So that I will walk plan and walk and live for your glory to the ultimate end of your, I mean of all things, your glory. Show me your So he asked. Then I'm reminded immediately. You know, Jesus was teaching in Matthew chapter 7, you see it in the Synoptic Gospels. He said, ask, ask, ask. How can you have the privilege of his presence and you will keep quiet? What is it that can keep you from asking? Don't you know that if you don't ask, Apostle James says, you won't get. Though it's made for you, but God wants you to want it. Ask. If you think your asking doesn't do it, seek it. If you think 
think he's getting prolonged by seeking star knocking. That further shows God how seriously you want it. I want to put it to someone now, right now. In the name of Jesus. Even as it's been confirmed prophetically when she was talking. Whatever you ask the Lord today in this atmosphere, you will come back to testify in the name of Jesus. If I were you, I would ask something now, straight away. I will in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, First John, when the epistle of John said, This is the confidence we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He will hear. And if we know, or when we know that He hears, then it's, look, it's as good as done. He said, then we have the disaster petition. He said, then it's a done deal. I'm saying to someone this morning, in the name of Jesus, some things will be set through forever. Yeah. Whether spiritual, emotional, or physical, he will prove to you that you have been in his presence. In the name of Jesus. Can I give you one minute? Just take it to the Lord. Ask. The Bible says, come boldly, regardless of what is carrying you or putting you back or pressing you down or attacking. Ask boldly. Come to the throne of grace. What do you get there? To obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. Ask. I see miracles happening in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. And, and the thing that dawned on me while I was considering this is this. Come on. Moses seized the opportunity. And in that I saw that all the while when was saying, how do you tell me to go with them, which I'm ready to do? Only that there's a problem. You've not told me who will go with me. When he was doing, saying that, you know what? He had a desire. A desire to please God. A desire for his glory. Then I got like that again when it came to desire. I said, ah, really? But the Bible tells me, he said, God grants his desire of every living thing. So if you are a creature, ladies and gentlemen, whether you are human or not, you have a desire. And the only one that misdesires is the creature. I speak to this morning. Whatever is born in as a desire in your heart today, in the name of Jesus, I say, don't! He came in a desire. Then I'm reminded too. In Proverbs 10, 24. It says, What the wicked dreads destroys him. What the wicked has cared of ends up destroying them. Killing them. It says, But the desire of the righteous, the Lord, what? 
God will grant your desire in the name of Jesus. And yet I'm reminded of a scripture in Psalm 37. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. And we do what? Grant you the desire. So, so see, 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 see that scripture of our promise. Don't turn to it. It says, with God, nothing is impossible. And so in the name of this is a day of covenant turnaround. In the name of Jesus. God is turning around the impossible situations in your lives. In the name of Jesus. But you see, it all hinges on this glory. I feel the fire. I don't know where you have been so discouraged that you think that's it. In your life, it's a lie of the devil. Today, on the strength of his presence and his glory, your station is turned around. In the name of Jesus, I said, turn around. I said, turn around. Turn around. Name of Jesus. Moses had a desire. But remember, granting it was easy. But God just, oh. He said, But see, oh, I won't hold anything back from you. But you've been the place. It's called near me, by me where you stand on the rock and I will hide you in that rock to make it pass before you. Now, what we read in Exodus 34, by the time God finished with Moses, (laughs) Moses did not refuse to leave. 40 days, 40 nights, he just remained eating nothing but food. Something more than food. Something more than gold. The Spirit of God in the life of his son. Something more than gold. Something more than gold. The Spirit of God in the life of his Something more than gold. Something more than food. Something more than food. The spirit in the hell is something more than food. There was nothing of earthly desire that mattered at that point anymore. Forty days, forty nights. He didn't think of water. He didn't think of food. By the time he came to Obala's satire, his face glowed. His whole body glowed. By the time he came down, stood Aaron and the children of Israel ran. The time has come when the dread of you will paralyze the enemies of God. But it's true. I feel the fire.
The Bible says no one dare join them. But as many as are saved were added to the church on a daily basis. And the people esteemed them. You know why? Because God glorified them. I'll show you in the Bible. The people esteemed them highly. His body was glittering. You know, Madame Guyon was tortured and persecuted in France. I forgot it, in the century many years ago for her faith. And they would put you in a cell hanging on the sea. Nobody. And with bars. So it was terrible. By the time they went back there to bring her out physically, she was glowing. She converted it to fellowship. So don't tell me that this is Old Testament. So where is this on the rock? But so that I don't say too much, this is Old Testament. Turn with me to Second Corinthians. Yes. Uh, I think in chapter 3, yes. Second Corinthians chapter 3. I'll take it from verse 7. You see now that Paul was referring to what we are saying. Exactly. Amazing, isn't it? And what makes it interesting is this is the epistle. This is applying the teachings of the gospel to everyday living. Okay? From verse 7. But if the ministry of death Written and engraved on stones, God told him to bring two tablets that he would read on it, remember? Was glorious. So that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. How will the ministry of the Spirit, is somebody hearing me? not be more glorious. Ladies and gentlemen, this is today. That was then. See how glorious and we're talking about it. It's like the ground is shaking. How much more today? But you see, you never rise beyond your knowledge. But you see, the unfortunate thing is that your knowledge does not change who God is. It only changes your own perspectives of God. That's all. God says, I am the Lord. I don't change. For if the ministry, verse 9, of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exists much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Verse 11, verse 12 now. Therefore, since we have such hope. Now, wait, 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 wait. What hope? What hope? You see how great Moses was. What the Spirit of God is saying is that the relationship you have with him and the products of this relationship can far exceed what you just read there. And that's what he's referring to that now that we have such hope. <laughs> I have hope. I believe. 
Glory be to God in the highest. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Or like Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, he was telling them that, why should I be afraid of telling you about what is true and what is real concerning the kingdom you belong to and who you are and who your master is and who your Lord is? Why should I be afraid? It's because I have hope. Or like Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds, now follow me, but their minds, come on, hello, but their minds were what? Blinded. For until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. Because the veil is taken away where? In Christ. So don't tell me that even in Israel, they don't do this, this, this. Come on, why are you so ignorant? Don't you know that any time it comes to God and his word, the average Judaizer's mind is veiled. But that still doesn't stop God from enacting or following to the letter the covenant he has with them. But God will not overlook the ultimate of the covenant. They still have to come to terms with the factor that look, God in consuming the covenant appeared on earth as God the Son and died and opened the channels for all of us to be included. They don't know that yet. They are veiled in their mind. So the question is this. How do you define your Christianity? Religion or Christianity? You can know the Bible and don't know God. Yep, there are so many. Even in the church. There was something that Moses knew. That provoked the boldness to say, show me your glory. But I'm being told right now that I have much more, I mean, I can be bold, I have more boldness based on my position. But you see, I've got to know my position, I've got to know my right in the kingdom. Now, you talk about hiding, hiding, putting on the rock and this. Now, just from this, I can't go into all the details, so how does it relate to me today? Come on, here, Paul, 1728, I believe, Acts, he said, but it is in him I live. He said, I will hide you in the rock. I'm already in the rock, huh? because if any man be in Christ, I can't continue to drive 17. He's a new creature. All things are passed away. If any man be in, 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 If you don't know where you stand, the devil will cheat you in him, in whom? That's the third one. In Christ. If I were you, I would pick every scripture like that and begin to see what actually belongs to me. Colossians chapter 2, I think verse 9, verses 9 and 10. I said the fullness of the Godhead, holding nothing back, dwells my Lord, and I am complete in him. I can give more. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. Say, don't you know that your life is hidden with God in Christ Jesus? 
Now, God said to Moses, I will put you on the rock. I will hide you. But when it comes to Tyro, he said, I have hidden you in the rock. I am hiding you in Christ. And your life is hidden with me in Christ. That will give an unusual boldness. The boldness that will encourage me to go to the throne of grace and always obtain mercy. And once there is mercy, 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 nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop me. Let me say it again one more time in the name of Jesus. I said this morning, going forward, in the name of Jesus, Walk in your high places. Did you hear me? I say in the name of Jesus. Begin to walk in your high places. In the name of Jesus. Whatever chain of lies that have bound you over the years, let it be broken now in the name of Jesus. Everything you need for life and godliness have been made available to you. I say receive it in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, hey, see, 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 let everyone that comes to God uh, believe that he is. Let them know consciously that he is. And not just that he is, he rewards every seeking. He rewards every seeking. He answers every knocking. I say he answers every asking. I mean, it's something you should know. It's something you should know. Makita katoro boku shatabara. And you should understand too that it is always for your good. Why? What do you mean? For his glory. If it's for his glory, it's for your blessing. And that's why he says, whatever you do, do it. In the name of the Lord. And if you eat or drink, pursuing the satisfaction of your need, he said, do it to the glory of God. To the glory of God. I close with this. But even to this day, verse 15, when Moses read, a veil, what if when the scripture, when the New Testament is read, there's no veil? Hallelujah. A veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns, did you see it? When one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Is somebody hearing me? And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Let me declare again. Any area of your life where you have been bound, I say, loose in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel the fire. I say in the name of, I say lose in the name of Jesus. When we read the scripture with the veil removed, we see who we are. We see what we have. You are a terror to the devil. Somebody shout amen. In the name of Jesus. Look at verse 18. But we all with unveiled face. Remember, when he came back, woof! But now it's not only Moses. It's all of us. And now not like Moses. 
with a fading glory. No, this one is permanent. This one does not fade. No, please, it doesn't fade. If anything, this one gets brighter and brighter. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It gets, that's what the Bible says. It gets brighter. But you see, it's up to your knowing. Otherwise, you'll believe a lie. And you let who is not to match your head. Nonsense. But we all with unveiled face, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of God. Where are we beholding it? In the word. James says, looking into the law of liberty, the word of God. Again, alluding to a mirror, as it were. Or using a mirror as a similitude, rather. Yes, or allegory, as it were. So, but we all, with unveiled face, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. What is He said, we have been transformed. Well, Moses remained. He was becoming like God. He was shining and shining and shining. Ha, <laughs> Your Christianity is not a child's play. Some may think church is a club. That's all right. But Christianity is not a club. It's a belonging to a kingdom. Belonging to a family. There's real feeling. Spiritually. Emotionally and physically. It's a... We all, with our very face, beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord, have been transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord. You cannot be in His presence and go back to be where you were two weeks, two years ago. No, sir. No, ma. The glory changes people. I remember a song. It says, mm, when we walk with the Lord in the light, what a glory shines on our way. When we do His good will, He abides. I say, no matter how in the valley you are, or no matter how seemingly in the grave you are, you are coming up in the name of Jesus. And no matter how high you are, there is more. Is somebody hearing me? There is more. There is yet a perfection. It's a journey of goodness. I close with chapter 8 of the book of Romans. I thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 8. Wow. 
God help me. You know, I skipped Hebrews 1 because um, if you turn to it, you will find it there very easily. And there it makes it very clear to us in verse 3. I mean, it says the brightness of his glory and the exact representation of his being are all in Christ. That's why in Christ, what Moses was trying to see, Jesus said, you are asking me to show you the Father. You are seeing me and you are still asking. Hebrews 1 said, the some brutality of the brightness of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter, I think 4, he says, he who commanded the light to shine of darkness has shown in our hearts to show the knowledge of what? Of God in the, in the face of Jesus. And you are in him. Romans chapter 8. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. Hmm. Yes, yes. Okay. From verse 18, I mean, not read all. Say, from suffering to glory. Hallelujah. Hmm. I just want to go to the place I want to pick. I don't want to read everything because of my time now. Uh, okay, I'll read from verse 30. 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his son, but delivered him for us all. Hmm. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Things. All things. Collaborating with that. But let me go back and read verse 30 from 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. The verse we are changed from glory to glory, and that we are new in him, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now, verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. The question is this Are you called? Come on, you are saying it because you don't know. So someone you say calling, they say, no, I'm not a pastor. No, no, no. Calling here is a Christian. Here. Christianity is actually the called out ones. So if you hear whom he called, he's talking about Christianity. He predestined those who he called, um, I mean, he also called, and whom he called, those he also justified. Are you justified? The Bible says in First Corinthians chapter, I think 1, verse 24, verse 30, it says it's our justification, it's our righteousness, it's our wisdom, it's our sanctification. Jesus himself. There's something that when you know, something just give way. Glory be to God in the highest. He also called, and whom he called, he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I looked at it. It said, is God imputing his dignity on you? Aha. Uh-huh. So when you live here today, <laughs> you are a very, very important personality. You are a divine dignity. You see what you mean? You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a peculiar people. Why? To show forth his glory. 
so he glorifies you to give glory to him can't you see your position shall we rise so when I say be glorified be Be message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698 Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.